This is a CNA podcast. Everyone, my name is Crispina, and you're listening to Work It, CNA's podcast on everything work and career. We're back with season two. It's hard to believe it, but we've done something like 32 episodes mm-hmm. and yep. have been really heartened by the number of you who tune in to listen to us. One of our very first episodes last year when we started was on hybrid working. Now, in that episode, it was about why employers were forcing people back to the office. How things have changed in a year, right, Adrian? That's right. If you try to find a seat during lunchtime nowadays, you know that for the majority of us, we are back at the office. Mm-hmm. Certainly not all the time, but most of the time. Yes. At the newsroom, we are back twice a week. So I'm back twice a week. And then some if we have meetings. I found something interesting though. When I'm back in the office, the hours go by really quickly. Not because I'm working, but because I'm catching up with my colleagues. And to be honest, when I'm back in the office, I hardly get any work done. I hope your boss is not listening to this. And that's also (laughs) because you are a desk bomber. Yes! And that's what we were talking about in this episode. Last year, we had quiet quitting, career cushioning, and this time we have desk bombing, monk mode, and loud leaving. To help us make sense of all those newfangled words, it's Pooja Chabria. She's a career expert and head of editorial APAC at LinkedIn. Welcome, Pooja. Thank you so much for having me and congratulations on 32 episodes. Thank you so much. So, Pooja, this episode came about because of a LinkedIn report based on the survey done by Census White in India, if I'm not wrong. Maybe give us a one-minute summary of the most interesting findings. Yeah, so we did the survey in both India and Australia, around about 1,000 respondents each in both these countries. And essentially, the purpose of the survey was to understand what do workers today feel about hybrid work, coming Mm -hmm. back to office, all these terms that you mentioned like desk bombing, loud leaving. So I'll give you like three key insights that came out of it. Number one is workers still want flexibility. So they want to continue working in a flexible fashion, but there seems to be positive receptiveness to come back to office. So the Mm -hmm. survey reveals that. In fact, in the past, workers would feel more obliged that they have to physically be in office, but now it's more like a choice. So Mm. 78% in India said that it's more of a choice now to go back to office and uh, 56% in Australia. So there seems to be more of a positive sentiment compared to a year or two years ago. In other words, they're not dragging their feet about going back to the office, not kicking and screaming. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's by choice, right? And they're saying it. And in fact, uh, the number one reason why they're going back to office is the social interactions. Mm. Just those human interactions that we missed out on last few years. Mm. Uh, Majority are saying that they also enjoy desk bombing. So for our listeners, if they're wondering what is desk bombing, just imagine you've just finished lunch and you come back to your desk and you're looking at your emails and so on and you see a familiar face from another function or department coming and saying, hey, how are you doing? And then it starts with small talk. It mm. starts with what's happening in life, what's happening at work, what projects are you working on and so on. And then it could also potentially lead to brainstorming of ideas, creative ideas being thrown around and potentially a follow-up meeting where you could actually collaborate. But that's on the best case scenario. I mean, even I think the best case scenario <laughs> is just the human connection, right? Like I would say work involves work where you actually delivering on projects, but also you need the team bonding to really sure. deliver good results. Yeah, yeah. 
Have you been desk bomb before? I haven't, but I do remember vividly an ex-manager of mine who migrated to Perth and she was telling me, Monday morning, you cannot get any work done. I was like, why is that? Everyone is like, hey, Maria, how's your weekend? Uh, and then yeah, yeah. that conversation would take like 30 minutes, walk off, another person come over. Hey, Maria, how's your weekend? <laughs> okay, and before you know it, it's lunchtime. Because Maria is very popular, that's why. Yeah, probably. Okay, I go into the office, okay, for two main reasons. One is to meet the team face-to-face, which I feel is really important. I really don't like having Zoom meetings. That's one. And the other is to, yeah, just generally socialize with people. I don't see that often. Before we go into the downsides, Joe, please validate me and tell me that desk bombing is a good thing. So desk bombing definitely, I would say, is a good thing. And I can tell you my personal experience with desk bombing. And I would say I have been a serial desk bomber. But I've also learned through my time to gauge body language. What Mm. is the right time to go? Like if somebody is with their headphones on, maybe taking a call or focusing on something. Okay, leave that person alone. Right. But if they're maybe browsing, checking email and so on, and the body language is more relaxed, then go. Because it has really worked for me where I was able to generate new ideas, set up follow-up meetings, even work on projects and deliver business outcomes. Mm. Because generally what happens is when you're working virtually, you're mostly interacting with the people in your team because you have to yeah, like, get true. things done and you're essentially interacting with people who you need right now to get things done. But when you're in office, you could potentially talk to people in other functions and departments and connect the dots. Mm. Though I would say a balance is important. So our survey also says that people are seeing value of going into that monk mode where they block out chunks of time where they're focusing on our tasks, getting that done and then balancing it with social interaction. Mm. So I think that healthy balance is, is important. important. Yeah. It was yeah. the most amazing outcome that you derived from a random desk bombing. Oh yeah, I would say one of my colleagues from one of the insights team. So I was working in the marketing team at that time and we would collaborate on multiple projects, release thought leadership reports and so on. And we were just chatting about OKRs, our objectives, key results for that quarter and what are each of us focusing on. And that's where we generated an idea for a content piece, actually. And Mm. we said, hey, this would be interesting. You have the data, you have these insights. I have this objective that I need to drive for my business. Mm. Hey, let's set up a time. And then I got my team members, they got their team members and we actually built a project out of it. So like I said, I'm a serial desk bomber and I always enjoy (laughs) because it has a, a helps me build that social like that connection because one thing is you're doing great work in an organization Mm. the other thing is how do you socialize that work because everybody is doing good work uh, but good work becomes great work when you actually go and socialize it talk about it or amplify it or let other people know have you had an experience where just a random meeting at a desk of somebody else actually led to something good I was working in a co-working space before and a co-working space, everyone is open. You have people coming to you, asking you different things. And that is also one of the attractiveness of co-working space because ideas generate and business can also generate. And one of the business actually came through this random meetup within Mm. the co-working space itself. On behalf of all the introverts out there, me being one of them, I also want to understand more about instances where there are people who just want to be left alone. You mentioned about wearing headphones and all that. And I do also have a friend who really want to be left alone or mung mode, as you call it, throughout the entire day. Even when they have <laughs> business lunch, hey, let's go for a department lunch. He prefer to not join if there's no agenda and then go one corner, eat his bento and watch Netflix. So it's those kind of character. So what are some of the subtle 
signals besides just putting on headphones to tell people don't death bomb me without upsetting them you know one of the things that i've always do with my team is the user manual of working with me so when you know you interact mm, in teams that's interesting one is you're getting things done but you're also collaborating because you can't get things done only by yourself so you sure. need to collaborate in projects people are taking different responsibilities so you need to converse you need to communicate either through email through messages or in person and the user manual of working with me is something that i always do an exercise with my team is where you have to come and tell the team what is your communication style mm. um from what time to what time are you available what time do you block for more focused monk mode kind of tasks do you like to communicate mostly through email or you like more team bonding sessions or brainstorming sessions and so on so i would say first everybody being aware Mm. of that is important because then you are much more empathetic right. why is this person doing xyz right. because that's their style that's what they prefer as a manager of the team then how do you balance it out right mm. also mm. not always expecting that people who are desk bombers would always be the ones creating visibility for their work there could be other avenues that you make yeah. available for them whether yeah. they can talk about their work either maybe in a team meeting or they can send it through email or through other channels so i would say desk bombing definitely use it your advantage to build those relationships to connect the dots to get those business outcomes while doing that there are other avenues as well that you should explore mm, to shine mm. light on your work surveys are great but they don't really capture the complexity of work life and like you say different teams have different people different interests different likes etc there are startups and we've spoken to some of their leaders and i don't know they have this culture where they expect people to be involved It's kind of the I don't know the minimum entry requirement that you have to play beer pong and you have to do darts and you have to do all these things. I know it's easy to say, okay, let's communicate this, and then everybody kind of falls into place. But sometimes there are difficulties, right? How do you draw the line between socializing for socializing's sake? right without any agenda and i think that even that also sounds quite dreary right that i'm socializing for an agenda and also getting work done so what's the rule of thumb do you just desk bomb for like 10 minutes you are aware of the time or just it's all very organic and you don't plan it i would say it's not a one size fits mm. all and i would go for your second you know scenario that you mentioned it's organic it's also your working style and your team's working style that you right. have to have that reading about so i would say not a one size fits all but a balance between the monk mode of focused getting things done tasks being completing deadlines being met and then also building relationships mm. in an organization i would say just balance and not a one size fits all right right but if your boss style is more social etc you would probably need to adjust right i mean that's the i would say then it's the onus on the leader on how what kind of culture are they building in the team on mm. because not everybody is same right yeah. uh, everybody's motivations are different yeah. so in fact one of the insights that came from the survey is the gen z workers are also excited about desk bombing how are they hmm. <laughs> so you majority saying they're enjoying in fact you would assume that they have potentially started their work primarily as a remote worker mm. but they're mm. also craving the social interactions mm. so i would say as leaders in organizations how we're building a culture and that inclusive culture where people with different working styles different motivations how you bringing them together 
Hey everyone, my name's Stephen Chia, and I'm host of CNA's weekly news podcast, Heart of the Matter. Now, each week, my job is to ask questions you have, like, why is the COE so high? Why aren't singles dating? Or what is going on with the red hot property market in Singapore? If you want the views behind the news, then tune in each week as we get to the heart of the matter. We are on the CNA and Me Listen apps and wherever you get your podcasts. Hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss an episode when it drops. So within the report, there are also two other terms, monk mode, which you briefly mentioned earlier on, and loud leaving. Now, are there real-world examples of what these are and, of course, why they matter to people? So loud leaving was another interesting thing that came out and majority of respondents said that they appreciate work-life balance. And and you would have seen in the last three years, that's mm. become more and more important. Yeah. I became a mother during the pandemic mm. and while working remotely, I was able to balance that with also going for more bigger opportunities mm-hmm. in my organization and I was given that opportunity yeah. to take up bigger roles and so on. So work-life balance is extremely important and people recognize that and leaders are leading by example. Mm. So they are advocating for loud leaving which is whatever time, this is the time I shut off from work and now I'll be focusing on my family and I'll be mm. focusing on maybe my interests and so on. That is so anti to my experience. <laughs> so around 5.30 in the <laughs> office, you can hear a lot of laptop screens slam down. La. My listeners would know this, that I started life in a newsroom. And you know, newsroom is 24-7, right? Mm. And so if you leave anything before 7pm, you are considered to be slacking off in air quotes, okay? Uh, so we used to leave very quietly. Like literally sneak out the door like a mouse <laughs> so you're saying that has shifted completely yeah and it's become normal now and like I said managers and bosses are leading by example which is very very important because I do remember a conversation with a friend she always get hijacked at the lift by the boss whenever she's on her way home to mm. the extent moving forward she would take the staircase so she wouldn't <laughs> bump into the boss Yeah, Yeah. it's actually quite common in Singaporean work culture also for people to wait until the boss leaves. They're done for the day. They're just twiddling their thumbs and waiting for the boss to go, but then they go. I hope that's not the case anymore. Well, I guess from the report, it it shows that more and more leaders are much more receptive. Yes, the research in India and Australia does show that they Mm. are more and more receptive and leaders are leading by example. Even on LinkedIn, you can see so many conversations happening around loud leaving about desk bombing and so on. Mm. So I feel the last three years have been such a huge change in how we've had to adapt to an external situation. But potentially now we are rewriting the rules uh, for the future. We usually ask our guests to give us a sense of like how they are in their career. So maybe we can do that now. Tell me what makes you productive? What makes me productive is being able to have straight laid out goals. Mm. So for me, prioritization is key. Okay. So I need to have visibility at least of course, annually, of course, plus also for the quarter, what are the focus areas for me and my team? Then how does it break into objectives? And you would see me every week, I would go back to my OKRs, the objectives, key results and see, okay, how am I tracking on these goals? So that has always helped me. That's a weekly thing? Yeah, I do that weekly. Because you get pulled into so many directions sometimes, right? That's true. People say, hey, why don't you help with this project? Why don't you help with this initiative? And then how do you like 
prioritize because only yeah. if you prioritize you'll be able to focus on the important things yes. and you have only that much bandwidth really yeah. so i would say that's the number one thing that mm. i use the second thing is i also try to keep a no meeting day so that's a good tip. i mean mm. to your question on how do you balance social interactions with um, actual getting things done a no meeting day always helps me because then i know that I will be spending more time focusing on XYZ things. Right. Right. And also generally during the week I also minimize my meetings as much as I can because I don't want my day only to be spent in back to back meetings. I want to block out sure. times for the with that monk mode kind of rhythm yeah. where I can just get things done. Which makes also. one feel very busy but not productive at all. You yeah. mean the non-stop meetings? Yeah, non-stop meetings. Yeah, I feel like some people just can't escape them. Like I know friends who are in banks and when something happens like that whole credit suisse thing they're in meetings like morning till night trying to solve their problem so i i guess it's seasonal cyclical yeah. but in terms of habits and values you have fixed things like okay this is block off for this no yeah. meetings i like what she said about her manual her user yeah, user manual. guide yeah that's really cool yeah that's really cool right cuz i never thought of it that way I would highly encourage you to try that. It has definitely worked for me because I get insights on what motivates my team, what is a pet peeve for them, what is their communication style. So as leaders you need to adapt your communication style. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. Each of your team member. So everybody come up with a user manual. I feel every HR department should get their new colleagues and existing colleagues to do a user guide and share with everyone. Highly advocate that. I love the sound of that. It's just that I think people have to be quite honest about their style. I don't know. Maybe it's a cultural thing that they will. Yeah, they it's will. like during job interview. Right? What's your biggest weakness? Oh, my <laughs> biggest weakness is I am too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Again, starts from the top. I think if the leader is vulnerable, if the leader is more open. So this is the thing, right? So being open and vulnerable is a quiet skill. Yeah, I would say definitely soft skills are as important today as hard skills. Mm. So you may develop skills like coding, and you know yes. how to use software, and your functional skills. but soft skills essentially around communication about vulnerability about leadership because yep. functional skills definitely are important but soft skills are those that essentially take you to the next level that's harder to develop that requires mentoring practice taking courses and mm. just pushing yourself what's your advice and tips for aspiring desk bomber especially if their targets are people they don't really know at the other side of the building <laughs> that is interesting i would say um, just similar tactics to how you would network right so what i would say the way to approach is looking at couple of things one is what are the similarities so for example that person works in the ai department and mm. you are in the marketing department and you want to learn what's the future of generative ai mm. for marketing and that's someone who's an expert yeah so how do you strike up a conversation where that's the commonality that's a common thread and potentially request them to guide you mm. a lot of people in organizations feel very happy when they have to help others even on linkedin the community coming together people sharing knowledge people yep. sharing advice people have this inherent feeling that whatever knowledge i have whatever experience i would want to share it mm. you know that of course highlights my work but it can also give value to someone yep. else yep. so i would say that common ground 
is interesting second is also common introductions like someone say maybe you have worked with somebody and they have worked with somebody ask them to introduce mm. you with an object okay, of a project or something i would say that could also work and yeah. to start finding common ground start by looking at their linkedin profile yes you can do that yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely their linkedin profile what skills do they have what projects have they worked on what yeah, is their role yeah, yeah. yeah and if all else fails flattery always works like hey i heard a lot of good things about you <laughs> yes appreciation Yes. I'm glad that more people want to come back. They want to choose to come back and the social element is such an important part. I'm a chronic desk bomber, that's true. I need to develop the skill to know when somebody is trying to tell me to go away. I think for me as an introvert, I think it also signal to people like me that desk bombing could be a good thing and don't go mong mode. Eight hours a day. There could actually be good things if you just take off your headphones for the few hours, just to attract know, right? and bring people in. Yeah, you. you never know. Key is the balance, I think. Yeah, the key is the balance, and that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Pooja and took something away from it that you can bring into your own work life. Whether you're a desk bomber in mong mode or living loudly, we hope you have a good work week. Thanks to my team, Jacqueline Chan, Joanne Chan, Tiffany Ang, Sayewin, and Cos Adrian. I'll see you next week. Bye.